how can we kind of like focus on like where God, what desire God placed in our hearts and what thing he made us passionate about, because we're not going to be able to fix everything, but we can do certain things about, about the things that are important to us and the things that align with our gifts and talents. Welcome to the Spirit is Lit podcast, a spirit-centered podcast. Join us each week for a conversation on faith, current events, and everything in between. Hello, hello. Thanks everyone for joining. Today, I'm super excited um, because we actually have an amazing guest. Um, She'll go ahead and tell a little bit about herself, but I'm excited just because she used to be my um, edge, so middle school youth minister. Um, She's gone on to do amazing things. We have Megan Popa. Megan, thank you so much for joining Jacob and I here today. Thank you for having me. So good to be here with you guys. Yeah. So can you tell um, our listeners just a little bit about you? Um, If someone was like, who are you? What do you do? What, what, how would you fill that in? Okay. Well, yeah, that's a tough question. Well, okay. I'm an Arizona native. I uh, grew up here in AZ, oldest of five kids in my family. Um, we moved over to St. Pat's when I was in eighth grade. So when I was in middle school, been there ever since. Um, I'm a dog mom. Um, I just became an aunt for the first time. Oh my gosh. Congrats. Thank you. Um, I love food. I owned a food truck a little bit with uh, my for a couple of years with my sister. And uh, like you said, I was a youth minister for a while. Um, yeah, I love to do yoga, ride my bike, hike, plants, traveling. Um, and now I'm back working at St. Pat's again. So, so super deep fun. question. Um, yeah. are you, do- are you a dog person or a cat person? Then I know you said dogs. Okay. Way. sorry but yeah what type of question is that my brother just got a cat and I'm like we're all like oh great <laughs> oh is it is it like a little bit of like a family feud going yeah, on or is it like a dog like- family and my brother just went rogue and got a cat so Oof. we're trying to Oof. love the cat you know right. what that's when like I really dive into scripture and it's like love yes thy enemy it's like yes I can feel that <laughs> God made them all right right oh my all. god so Megan, you talked a little bit about, I guess, uh, St. Patrick's. Um, we'd be interested, I think our, our, our listeners would be interested a little bit more about like your faith journey, kind of how, what led you to, I guess, where you are, your faith and all that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a long, uh, long story. Um, what I'm 37. So it's probably like a 21 year story. Cause it probably started around the time I was 16 in high school. Um, you know, I mean, I grew up Catholic, so I guess it would start at home, honestly. Um, you know, my parents did the mass every Sunday, say our prayers, you know, watch the Bible stories and got all our sacraments. And when I was in high school, um, that's when we used to do confirmation was in high school. Um, when we oh, were, wait, uh, wait, this is important. What's your, what's your confirmation saying? Oh, I think I chose Francis. Ooh, yeah. right. sorry, sorry, that was important. Okay, I know, so they didn't like, make a huge deal of it. So I like, I honestly don't remember. I just knew I really liked St. Francis. So I think I chose him. So then did Pope Francis choose his name after your- Yeah, he basically selection? did. Okay. Did he contact you before? <laughs> like Papa did. Frankie just came up and was like, hey, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> really We're tight like that, I wish. <laughs> uh, anyway yeah. sorry so um, no, confirmation comes so okay so I had you had to be involved in youth group to get confirmed and I like really didn't want to go um I really like 
fought my parents because I was super shy and I was just like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in small groups talking about this stuff. It was also, I'm dating myself also too. I don't know how old your, your crew is that listens here, but it was the ni- late nineties and um, the X-Files was on Sunday nights and that was my favorite show. And I was just like fighting it. I'm not going to youth group. I need to watch my favorite show. We didn't have DVR. <laughs> it's important. No, you had to watch it. People nowadays will never understand, like kids nowadays don't understand that like, it's on and like you run back from the kitchen and you're jumping over furniture and like you almost miss like, no, it's it's important. But like when the commercial's over, like, like you're going to miss it. You got to get back right when the commercial. No, you do. It's like, it's a family affair to get back in time. (laughs) I feel you. So I fought my parents, I think every Sunday because I did not want to go. And I don't know, I honestly don't know. I tried to like pinpoint what happened, but just something happened and like my heart kind of softened, I think. And we didn't have life team at that time, but we had um, just like a youth group and we had a really cool youth minister. And he just did like, I don't know. I just started to kind of develop like a relationship with God and I found community. And, um, you know, when you do that in high school, it's cool because it's like something that's separate from your parents, you know, it's like yours. And so that's just kind of like where it started and kind of grew like, you know, 20 years, the past 20 years since then. And I started volunteering when I was, you know, in high school with the middle school kids. And then when I was in college with the high school kids, and then I just kind of fell into being a youth minister. So I don't know. I think my faith life kind of just started with like a love for church, you know, and I found comfort in community and I had a lot of prayerful experiences through mass and adoration and praise and worship and retreats and, you know, but, you know, you know, as I think happens with a lot of us, as we get older, um, you have these like super emotional mountaintop experiences and those happen a little less, I think, as we get older, right? Like, um, like as we kind of mature, our faith kind of has to mature. And so I think that's what I've been going through, you know, the last 10 or 12 years is just kind of like you go out into the real world, right? You get a job and you adult and you do all this stuff and your faith like kind of has to grow with you or you or, or, you know, a lot of people lose it, I think, too, like in adulthood, too, if it doesn't kind of mature with you. So I think that's just what God's been challenging me to is like, to just constantly like widen my view of him, um, like broaden my understanding, um, let him challenge me, because I think I always get to this place, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And then God's like, no, what about this? And then your, you know, your worldview changes again. And so I think like this, like theme of like, curiosity more than certainty has kind of been where my faith life's been at like the past 10 years and you know God just kind of always challenging me to something new um keeping me in a state of growth you know because they say like you know the more you get to know God the more you realize you don't know and I think that's kind of where I'm at right now just kind of getting these like glimpses into the mysteries that God you know shows us and um just being okay with like not having all the answers and and being in that what's state. one of the mysteries that you feel like he's kind of working uh, on you right now that's a great question um I think it's like how to I think with everything that's going on right now you know there's so much tension and it's like how do we be God's presence in that and how do we like we can't fix it you know I think like sometimes I'm a fixer and God's just been like okay so how do you sit in the midst of this and like oh yeah I'm feeling he, like who I'm sorry yeah like be that. his like, presence in it because I don't know it's like what is going on in the world right now yeah, oh my gosh so many questions <laughs> on so many different so fronts many and it's just being a cut like on yeah. every angle I don't I, my friend and I we we were joking actually last week saying that like 
you know, we used to think like we have this PowerPoint and like, yeah, God has this plan, but if he gets bored, check out my PowerPoint. <laughs> and so we realized, we realized this week, it's like, actually, no, like we have like, like the poster that you brought in, like in fifth grade where you're like, this is my little poster about like Teddy Roosevelt and I know everything <laughs> about him. Um, but it's yeah. nothing. And God has the PowerPoint with the Excel add-on and he has a Prezi too, just to cover his yeah. bases and all of that. Um, but like there's, but I, I'm a fixer too. And like, I just want to be like, but God, look, I can fix everything just yeah. like, but you can't like, I don't know. How are you, how are you wrestling with that? Um, I think you like, um, let's see. That's a good, it's a, I mean, I think prayer, you have to do a lot of prayer. And I think, um, I'm acting like I have the answers to it. I don't, I wrestle with it every day, but like, (laughs) I think also to remember, like remembering the good, you know, being grateful, remembering to see God in the things that are good, because like, you can get, I at least get overwhelmed by like, okay, everything's bad and everything's horrible, but it's like, it's not, there is bad stuff, but there's also good stuff too. And I think you hold on to that and like, um, use it to help you just try to do a little bit of good every day, you know? Megan, so you talked about idealistic, but (laughs) you talked about, um, I guess part of your faith journey is like, how's it kind of, how it's kind of like expanded your vision of God and like how you perceive God. Were there any, like, I don't know, steps in like certain expanding, like, I know you talked about, um, from middle school to high school and high school to, you know, college. And I, I can imagine like, at least from our teams, like our teams, like in life team, like when they get a car, they can actually make that decision to go themselves. And like, when you go to college, you're kind of, I don't know if you had something similar to that or other steps. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like, is it, like post, can I talk post high school? I don't really remember in high school, but I think post high school, um, I, I read this, um, I don't know if this can answer your question, but I read this book and it was called, um, Irresistible Revolution by Shane Claiborne. Um, it's, I mean, I guess it's old now, but I recommend it if anyone hasn't read it. Cause it really like kind of was this huge step for me, I guess, in, um, in broadening my faith. Cause faith to me up until that point was kind of like this, I won't say small, but it kind of was small. Like it was all contained within the church, within my community, within all the people that I surrounded myself with that thought the same things as me. And we all like kind of did the same things together, you know, and that was great and it was comforting and it was loving and it, you know, but it, this book kind of just like opened up that faith world to me where it was like, I was like, oh, I'm kind of missing this like action component to it. And um, so that was a huge step for me. I remember we used to do these, um, we had this, this young adult group and we'd do like a praise and worship um, adoration. And, um, it was like a talk, like, I don't know if you guys still do that kind of XLT type stuff, but, um, I just remember sitting there one night after I read that book and I was just like, you know, I just feel like I'm missing something. And so I talked to some of my friends about it and I was just like, I just think we're missing like an action component to this. And so we ended up, we were like, nothing that we're doing is bad. You know, I'm not trying to say that like everything we're doing is good. It's just like, needs something more. So like, after we do that each week, then we started making these like meals and like um, getting all these essentials and then taking them down to downtown Phoenix afterwards. And that kind of was like this new step for a lot of us that it just kind of put like a real face on the God that we were like, 
talking to and praising and worship and, and adoring and adoration, you know, it was like, okay, now we're putting this face on him. And so I think that was one of the biggest steps for me in kind of like opening up the, the ceiling, I guess, of what I thought my faith life was. Does that answer your question at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, no, I just, I think, no, you're good. I, I, I'm just like inspired by that because it's so funny that the actions that you took then and granted outside looking in like here you are now uh, the social justice coordinator at St. Pat's right yes so and it's and it's amazing that like have you always had that like was was that experience in college the moment where you're like oh this is where I'm beginning that my path that way or was it a little more scattered or something else Yeah, I think it's definitely been all over the place. Um, But I think that was kind of the spark of it. Um, Like kind of reading that book and doing that with my friends. And um, I just kind of, I guess, continued to grow that in my heart. Um, I really, I think at that time, I really, like in my prayer life, I felt called to get out of my comfort zone. And um, prayer kind of led me to a place that said, okay, like you've had this blessed life, you've um, had a great life, but it's also been really comfortable and you need to start doing some things that are kind of hard. Like I was just like feeling that call kind of. Yeah. So, um, in that book I was talking about, he tells a story about, um, time he had spent with, um, mother Teresa in Calcutta and it was really cool and inspiring. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. But then he ended that part of the book with being like, okay, but not everyone's called to Calcutta, you know? So like, He's like, go find your Calcutta. And I found that very inspiring. So I was like, okay, what is like my thing to do? You know? So I, um, I had been sponsoring this little kid through, um, this Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos. I know a lot of people at our church know about that NPH. Yes. Oh, yeah. So shout out. Great program. Yeah. You don't know about awesome it. It's a great work. Yeah. Great. It up if you don't know it. They have orphanages in like nine different countries. And, um, I, so I looked them up and they had, um, volunteer programs, kind of like Peace Corps where you could go for a year and just like mm-hmm. volunteer there. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to do that. I got to get out of here. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So if you want to get out of home. I quit my job as youth minister <laughs> and left. But, um, but yeah, it was a great experience. And I think that kind of, you know, was one of the, the main things too, for kind of getting me into that social justice and outreach kind of arena, just because it opened me up to like, like it was one thing to go from like, okay, let's go from Scottsdale down to Phoenix and see how those people live. But then to like realize like in America, how different life is than it is in a lot of different places in the world. And that was just like really eye opening, you know? Um, no, it was, it was actually like, I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but you, when you came back, you actually gave some talk. I forget exactly the subject matter, but you gave a talk when I was in high school about your experience and you, you said, you were talking about how like um, you're back now in the States and it's great. um, But like, just like something about, it was around lunch time and you were talking about like the showers and that they were cold, (laughs) (laughs) these cold showers. And like, that's something that like I, at you know, 16 years old, I never, never because it's like of course you have warm showers like this is like that unless like you know your sibling uses up the hot water and then you yell and scream and (laughs) you're fine after 20 minutes um but no like and that's stuck with me and that's stuck with me um 
for so long, like even like to this day, like probably about every other Lent, I'm like, you know what, like cold showers, like I'm going to give up hot showers. Um, just because, well, no, cause it was just incredible just to see like, and I don't know if you see that, but like the ripple effect that you have, um, on your social justice, um, like your passion for that, like has really bled through. Cause I've been able to share that. And I know there's some teens that I've worked with, um, that have kind of like led into that. So I think that, I don't know, it was just, just a little fun fact. Um, your cold showers are important, but, um, (laughs) um, so what, what is something for you like now, like where, where are you kind of leaning into that social justice now? Is there a specific area or are you kind of across the board? Um, I mean, I think uh, obviously through my job, um, it can be hot, kind of hard because I kind of like oversee a lot of different ministries. So I feel like right now, like, I feel like we go through different stages in life. Right. So like right now I'm kind of in like a more coordinating stage of just like kind of helping other people find their way into all these different kind of ways. But, um, for me, like personally outside of my job, um, I mean, I grew up with a, with an uncle with special needs and, and, and mental illness. So I've always kind of been, um, closely connected to that community, you know, done some volunteering in there. Um, but I think, you know, I think God gives us all like that thing. Sometimes I can get like overwhelmed where it's like, oh my gosh, there's so many problems in this world. We need to yeah. fix <laughs> but then it's like, how can we kind of like focus on like where God, what desire God placed in our hearts and what thing he made us passionate about, because we're not going to be able to fix everything, but we can do certain things about, about the things that are important to us and the things that align with our gifts and talents. So so yeah. I, think- I mean, do you, do you have a lot of fatigue? Like I'm, I'm just imagining like, so, like you're constant. It's not like some, you know, some people are able to just like help in kind of like how you were talking about, like in college and stuff for you, where yeah. you were able to like jump in and participate, but then go home to your normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and right, it right. sounds like for you, it's just like, it's continuous. Like, um, do you ever get fatigued? And if you do, how do you manage it or monitor? Yeah, I think, I think, um, emotional fatigue is like a real thing for anyone who's like, you know, empathic or like, you know, cares because it's like, you, you can get, you can get wrapped up in, um, in the feelings and emotions and, you know, struggles of people, even just like what you see in the news can be emotionally fatiguing, you know? And so I think that's where, like, I guess, I guess where I'm at right now in my faith life is I've had these periods where. I've um, been super focused on kind of like me and God, you know, prayer. And then other times where it's really focused on just like, okay, I got to do stuff. And now it's kind of like, okay, we got to have both of those, you know, you got to have the prayer and you got to have action. Otherwise you do burn yourself out. And not that I live that perfectly at all, but it's like that realization in the past couple of years for me has been really inspiring that it's like, you have to have both of those, um, to, to balance yourself out, to keep yourself healthy, to, because prayer is always going to call you into action. And then your action is always going to lead you back to prayer because you have to have it. So a little bit more of like a yin and yang balancing type yeah, of thing, a chicken so, or the egg yeah. or something like that. Balance. Yeah, That's balance. like the St. Pat's um, theme last year, grounded in yes. prayer and mission. <laughs> nice. Like the, it's um, like someone thought of this. I might have tried to get them to do that. <laughs> nice. 
snaps. All the snaps for that one. So Megan, I have, uh, I have two questions for you. It's kind of like maybe a compound question, yeah. uh, different. Uh, but um, do you have any sort of spiritual scripture readings that like are kind of really inspiring you now, as well as um, people? Have you like what inspiration people have inspired you as well? Um, I mean, I think the Pope's very inspiring right now, to be honest. He's awesome. But, um, what about the Pope? What, what, like what about, that? What about like... him? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. You what? can't just drop Papa Frankie in there and not say why. <laughs> well, I just read yeah. Fratelli Tutti and talking yes. about the, um, you know, we were saying like just being overwhelmed with the problems of the world or like problems in the, you know, church or whatever. I was like, oh, I'm like so re-inspired right now <laughs> to like do all the things. So I find him very inspiring. Um, I just finished a program, a two-year program. Um, actually, this is probably where all this stuff comes from, but it was at the Center for Action and Contemplation. So it's um, led by Father Richard Rohr. He's a Franciscan priest. Um, he's played a big role in my in my faith life. Um, yeah, I mean, those are probably the main two right now. I read a lot, so mostly out of books, I guess. <laughs> books are good. We like those. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite form of prayer right now? Um. Yeah, I would say probably my favorite form of prayer at the moment is centering prayer. Um, can you can you describe what that is for some yeah, people? I will. Thank you. Um, so it's a form of prayer where you kind of just like sit in silence with God. Um, it's kind of like a silent meditation. So you try to kind of let go of like thoughts and feelings and just be present with God. So it's kind of like based on the idea first that you realize like God's already present inside of you. So you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything to be with him. You just have to kind of like shut up all that noise around you and be present to him because he's already there, you know? So I think that in itself is just kind of like a cool revelation that sometimes we don't realize. And so, yeah, but, but, but also hard, like, how do you shut off? Like, yeah. And that's why I think, um, you know, they, like most people, when they do centering prayer, they say, I'm going to practice centering prayer. And I think that's like a great word because it, it is like, it's a practice and it's hard. And you sit there and like, you just kind of like, you use a word to kind of like push away thoughts and you don't do a perfect, I mean, there's a whole, there's a uh, centering yeah. prayer video if you want on our YouTube that you can watch and kind of learn more about it, but it's cool. It's just like, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day, just kind of sitting in God's presence and just being with him. And, um, I think aside from that too, can I mention one more? Oh, of course. No, no, you can only have, <laughs> um, you only I talk also, to God in one way. <laughs> podcast is over. Podcast is I've over. <laughs> I've also been practicing yoga for like six or seven years and, uh -huh. um, uh, I got like a teacher certification a couple of years ago and I, I don't really teach publicly, but um, I found this way. I found a way to just kind of like make it a form of prayer for me. So even though it's not like from our Christian tradition, it's really just like about connecting your mind and body and spirit. And so to me, that's prayerful. And so I think, you know, anything we kind of do mindfully and consciously with all our attention and we invite God into can be prayer. So I was at this um, Ignatian yoga retreat because um Ignatian tradition, Jacob is picking up the yoga and doing it now. And um, there was this priest and he was talking about um, practicing yoga and in like in like a Christian setting. And he was um, saying that so many times, like in as Catholics or as Christians, we're like brought up with all these like don'ts 
of your body, right? Like all these yes. things we're not supposed to do with our body. He's like, but no one ever tells you what you're supposed to do with your body, you know? <laughs> and so like, he's like, yoga can be like one of those, like, like bring your body into prayer, you know, like make it part of your prayer. And mm-hmm. so I've like, I've really had that be one of my forms of prayer too. So like usually like yoga in the morning and like centering prayer at night. So No, I love that. I love, cause I think sometimes we separate like, this is my faith and I do this. And then this is like, like quote unquote me. And yeah. like, I do these things. Um, but I love, I love blending those two together. Um, and like finding, are there other ways in your life that you find like ways to kind of blend your faith or do you see it more as like conscious decisions? Does that make sense? That's yeah, a very, that was a very obtuse little, question. Um, the, there was this, there's this book, everything belongs, um, that father Richard Rohr wrote. And he talks in that about just like seeing God in all things. And there's a lot of that in Franciscan spirituality too, just like seeing God in all things. And it's like, I just remember like a profound thing he said to me, he said in that book is just like, there aren't like, like holy and like not holy things like God made everything, you know? So it's like us just like recognizing God, like, and that's why like Franciscan spirituality teaches like, you know, like brother moon, sister earth, like all that kind of stuff. It's like, we just have to be aware of God's presence in everything. Um, it's not just, can you talk a little bit about that Franciscan? Cause again, we, we kind of talked about Ignatius <laughs> principles and a little, we touched, I think a little bit about Dominican on a previous session, yeah. but can you talk okay. to us a little bit? Um, just, uh, just overall, I'm, I'm not like a total expert in it, but yeah, it's a, a lot about, um, like spirituality, like based in kind of like the simple things of the earth you know? Mm-hmm. So like Francis saw like, like God in the trees and in the animals and in the moon and in the sky, you know? And, and it's like, even taught, like, I think too, that like the creation of the earth was like the first Bible, you know, like that was God's first, like incarnation was like mm-hmm. this creation that he gave us. So it's like, you know, we build churches and they're great and they're wonderful. And we find God, um, in them, but we can also find him in other things too. I guess what I'm just saying is like, there's nothing that, or no one that like, you know, God's not present in. So we don't have to really make that separation. Like we just have to be open to his presence, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, Megan. So this might be a little bit of a hardball question, Uh-oh. but we, we asked this um, to Thomas as well as Emmy, but when we say, <laughs> Um, the spirit is lit. Um, what do you think, like theologically? What do you think that means? Um, the there's no lit. wrong answer. It's just, I'm just gonna add. Yeah, there's no wrong answer. Uh, I mean, I would just say it's alive. Like that. That gives me the notion of like passion. You know, like God fills us with like spirit to do things and light up the world. I guess. <laughs> Or yeah. not. I guess we'll take that one. That's, That's good. good. All right. That's good. Okay. Well, um, I think we're getting actually to like our final questions. Okay. Um, then we're going to go, we're going to go rapid ish fire because okay. I know myself and I'm probably going to ask a follow-up question here or there. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but um, just so you are ready for this. All right. Um, so if you were Pope for a day, what would you do? Oh my gosh. Pope for a day. Here, yeah, you said the you said the Pope inspires you. Well, guess what? You're the one inspiring. What are you gonna do? Ah, uh, how controversial can I be? 
You can do whatever you want. This is young adults. That's the best I give part. women more leadership. Yep. Yes. Okay. Say it loud for the people in the back. One more time. Sorry. I just think, can I just, I'll, I'll, I'll explain myself. I just think that God made men and women unique and different. And we all have something special to offer. And I think the church is missing out by only hearing from men in leadership. So I think we would learn a lot and we would grow a lot if we had a more balanced voices speaking from leadership. So, And there's some good work by some good scholars. Uh, one of them is Elizabeth Johnson. She does some really good work on women leadership, which is awesome. Next question. Okay. Is very okay. deep, okay. very theological, very philosophical. philosophical. <laughs> Philosophical, whatever. Philosophical, philosophical, yeah. yeah. I like that word. I like it. Who is more lit, Jacob or Emmy? Oh, well, that's not fair. Nope, nope. Go with it. Gotta answer. Here I mean, it is. I gotta stand in solidarity with my fellow woman here. No! And I've known oh Emmy my goodness. I've known Emmy longer. I'm sorry. Whew, go I'm crushing this game. To, like we go back to like uh, middle school. She's pretty lit. She's pretty lit. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you're you. Cool. Jacob, you're yeah, getting there. It's okay. You come to join us. I, I have heard I'm cool, which is like the opposite of lit. So I'll take that. Oh, okay. mm, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, and then the last question we have today. Yeah. Um, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, guys. I don't remember the last time I had a Tootsie Pop. But I think I was like a biter. Oh no, you're a dentist. My dentist probably hated me. I also like chewed ice and sunflower seeds and all that stuff. So, but I've never had a cavity. I thought you're supposed you know to what? chew sunflower it can't seeds. Be that bad. How many? How many? How many likes? One, two, bite. Like one, the two, bite. Commercial. Okay, there you go. Man, everyone loves the owl commercial. Like, one. Knocking it back to the 90s. Who? A three. Oh, so good. Uh, well, Thank you so much, Megan, just for sharing your perspective, letting us spend some time with you. It's been super fun, super lit. Um, And everyone else, we will catch you next time. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Peace. Peace.